0: Hey, everybody, this is Zach.
1: This is officially not Zach?
0: Yes, yes, you renamed your your vocal track. (laughs) I didn't know that that, uh, you could do that with an invite. I thought it was just like, okay, yeah, I'm joining this room.
1: (laughs) No, I had to take, I got to take the effort every time to like type in what my name is. (laughs) Um, It shows up. You could just do it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I just don't know what the other side of the software looks like.
1: You're just used to being in charge, Zach. That's what that means.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Taking care
1: of all the important details. Um,
0: <laughs> well, um, today we're doing a part two of uh, What If? Marvel's What If? show. Um, we're going to be covering episodes, I think, six through nine, right?
1: Uh, yep. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: it. Yeah, that's what I have in my notes. as the last left off. But uh, before we do that, uh, let's do some me me me's did you want to go first or did you want me to
1: um, You can go first Okay. you're always so prepared with them and I just kind of <laughs> Think about what you I can think talk about, about. along the way. Yeah, I don't have like a notepad <laughs> guys. You should see this man This is a professional nerd. I just play one on TV He's got like a, a moleskin. <laughs> and then like okay. inside his moleskin There's like a tinier moleskin for like the more important notes yeah, so it's like yeah. a little Moleskin yeah. book yeah exactly so you can take notes about your notes
0: exactly footnotes footnotes mm-hmm. that's what those are so um yeah I uh, I honestly spent a lot of time wrapping stuff up so I um the only thing that I wasn't currently working on was the uh my wife and I watched uh, scary stories to tell in the dark have you seen that movie
1: um no i remember following the uh the press and stuff about it reading the books back in the day
0: yeah yeah well like i honestly i didn't have too high hopes for it like i I don't know if you saw ouija um the first one's terrible the second one's actually really good because mike flanagan directed
1: i heard that and it's like (laughs) why
0: (laughs) you have have a horror (laughs) genius and you mm -hmm. have to make ouija 2 into evil
1: yeah which i feel like is one of those uh presents to the horror like film community they're like oh okay because then it gives you one of those talking points where you're like yeah the first ouija's bad but the second one's really good (laughs) and it doesn't make sense to an outsider but someone who has like the back the back row super show view like somebody in in that uh kind of arena like, they, they yeah, like stuff like that.
0: It's really, really... Weird because, like, th- those are just bullshit movies. So I didn't have really, really high hopes for scary stories to tell in the dark. It was just in one of the services I normally use. Hmm. Um, it's actually pretty decent. Um, you know, he didn't write the script, but uh, del- Guillermo-, Guillermo del Toro uh, has a story by credit on, on there. Wow. Um it's re- I, like I wouldn't have done what they did with it, but it seems to work, and I'm assuming they're going to do sequels because it made. I'm looking on Wikipedia; it made over 100 million dollars on a 25 million dollar budget. Did so, it? Yeah, it made 106 million.
1: When did it come out?
0: Uh, I'm thinking pre-COVID. yeah, pre-COVID. It came out August of 2019.
1: Oh, okay, so they probably got the gears rolling for that, and then COVID hit, and then yeah, you know, things are kind of starting up again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, like and I, you know, it's one conti- continuous narrative. Uh-huh. In this. Yeah. Like they just mm-hmm. interact with with stories. If which is I, which
1: is fun because like you have the anthologies to yeah. add the color and the depth for the different stories, but then you have them all mashed together.
0: So yeah, I yeah, I thought yeah, the I, idea was good. Yeah, yep. the idea is interesting. I know like, you know, maybe maybe I'm a hack and a fraud, but if I were doing it, I would have just done the the anthology.
1: You are, but you're my favorite hack and (laughs) frauds hack.
0: Um,
1: We're all hacks in somebody's eyes.
0: I mean, I'm a fan of like the ABCs of death and uh, VHS style horror. I know not a lot of people are, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. There's something about having distinct little pockets of of story to go to. Um,
1: Focus. It's like
0: the focus. Yeah. 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 Um, so I do recommend that people see that, uh, especially this, maybe this Halloween where you're, you're, uh, if you're looking for, for something to, to spook yourself, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's not cre- Like it's, it's about as creepy as may- maybe 10 to 20% creepier than the Goosebumps movies. I, don't know okay. if those. Um, I mean, cause Goosebumps is PG, I think, and this was just PG-13. So. so like
1: as scary as like Halloween 2 Minus the the tub scene
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much um, It even has kind of that feel Because there's there's a section of it that happens in an old house That kind of looks like a hospital So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah um, You know, I, I really like the, the scoring in it Is actually really interesting I, I did not expect them to use um, Lana Del Rey Covering a song that's like 60 years old <laughs>
1: yeah why didn't he he do like a really crappy scary stories to tell in the dark first one and then do a really great sequel like that that yeah exactly Mm -hmm. like
0: ouija yeah just Mm -hmm. have have uh, man can you imagine if they like scary stories to tell in the dark part two comes out it's like by john carpenter (laughs) what (laughs) no he's retired all he does is smoke weed and play video games now (laughs) he's actually pretty cool
1: the dream retirement really <laughs> where we like, all I have end up a couple
0: of his albums and they're they Uh, I mean, it's what you'd expect. It's that like arc, like synthesizer sound that he, he really likes. Yeah. But yeah, like otherwise he just hops on Twitch, plays video games and is stoned the hell out of it What? Why? Like,
1: Why am I not subscribed? <laughs>
0: i don't know go to twitch and subscribe to john carpenter everyone twitch stop band.
1: listening to this this fraudster podcast and go watch <laughs> john carpenter on twitch <laughs> you know i've, I've always really re- respected the fact that he does really great films and then he has he has stuff that is kind of hit or miss right yeah but he says really great stuff and then he's also has like really great music that and no one should have that spread of talent no. you know it's 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 too much you know and i've always just been really impressed by that cuz you make you make an iconic film style you yeah. also make an iconic soundtrack style at the same time like oh, yeah. that is insane that's insane i mean
0: that's why stranger things sounds the way it sounds
1: uh-huh oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's john carpenter <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i recommend going and checking out john carpenter's twitch channel um <laughs> also the so the first one of the things that i wrapped up was the uh doomsday clock comic run um it's just been sitting on my shelf for a while and i finally read it not keeping it i uh, i'm a cased it uh yesterday i actually went up to, to chattanooga and back to uh Un- unload some stuff but the uh the doomsday clock line is
1: you didn't stop by we're only like three more hours past that man. <laughs> three
0: more hours past that yeah Yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you um but the uh yeah no so 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 uh doomsday clock is by jeff johns and then penciled uh by gary frank and uh colored by brad, A- brad anderson um, yeah what's the story it- premise uh, so the story premise it, it's honestly it's a cleanup title like they're they use it to brief to branch um or bridge uh new 52 and DC rebirth and kind of tie up all those loose ends before they do the current like multiversity run. Um it's it's kind of the first comic run like I know um Grant Morrison's multiverse or multiversity line actually Introduce the concept to DC, but this is kind of the first one that kind of touched on. Yeah, I know the 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 Watchmen universe is in a separate universe that the characters can bridge. Yeah, um, because the way this starts out is um, it is it picks up after Watchmen. It's it's a, a number of years afterwards. And so uh, you kind of have to know what was going on in Watchmen first. But basically Rorschach's journal um, has been published and so Ozzy Manly uh. is kind of on the run, and so he gathers up a bunch of, um, well, not a bunch of, two supervillains from his world um, to find wherever the hell Doctor Manhattan went, uh, so he can bring him back and kind of, kind of uh, absolve him, <laughs> right? Um, then there's, uh, and the DC side is not memorable. I have to be honest it's it's uh, basically there's a um conspiracy theory going around it's kind of in a watchman-esque way that uh supposes that the federal government has created its own metahumans um purposely to trigger a, a, a kind of an arms race with metahumans from around the world right so it's it's kind of like warren ellis's um Oh, God. What is that run? Is it Super God? I think it's Super
1: God. By Warren Ellis. Speaking Um, on DC, can you imagine? I haven't... uh, I think I watched the first episode of The Sandman on Netflix. Some fan reception is positive. I I don't have much familiarity of The Sandman other than a a vague idea of what the storyline covers. But um, just thinking about this shift up with uh, DC and Discovery Plus, and what if they're able to eventually <laughs> capture? Because we've had, you know, Snyder fans notwithstanding, we've had a very specific interpretation of DC and its comic book characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But DC and its several different lines and, like, flavors and, like, other imprints that are that were underneath the umbrella at one period in time, you know, yeah. Sandman being included, have so many different tones, um, and really tones. I'd say was like the biggest thing, yeah. Um, because e- even you can have like an imprint of like Superman, and the tone can just be wildly different amongst like creative teams and writing teams. And thinking if you have someone who's smart enough to bring some of that to. You know like film and also like limited series because there's just so much there you know i think there's there's so there's so large a hunger for um you know creative efforts in that direction like it's not just about big dudes in spandex you know flexing their muscle
0: yeah we've moved past that Yeah. It is not 1942. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: a reason why, um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why uh, The um, the Boys has done so well. Yeah. Um, because we know the language, you know, and uh, frankly, from the limited amount of contact I've had with The Boys comic line, the show's actually better than the comic line, you know? Because you get to push even further beyond what was, like, done there for, like, anyways it's it's a larger thing what I'm all I'm saying is that like you bringing up like the tone and the different lines just brings into my mind oh how much is available in the DC store chest that hasn't been touched
0: there, there really is because you know um, DC because it's it's older than Marvel um it has a bunch of different properties and and lines and things that since 19... 19- how far back do they go 1932 i think 1931 um they have access to so many different characters and you know it's funny i uh i was listening to a podcast where where they were talking about um marvel's reveals for all the the future stories that are coming out and someone was just like yeah they should just you know reboot it and make these movies all separate again like dc did because dc's got the right idea and the co-host of the show was was pointing out and i ne- i had never really stopped to think about it that dc's movie approach now even though it sounds bizarre where they're like yeah everything's together no it's not it's separate is is uh in you know then pitching back to okay yeah everything's an extended universe and connected again yeah <laughs> like them being kind of schizophrenic in the way that they they have their movies coming out and how they're uh, tied together is kind of reflective of how they work as comic book companies mm-hmm. like Marvel has pretty much had a continuous line like they've never really reset like they had uh like the ultimate line that kind of was a different thing but but more or less it's it's been one continuous line um DC reboots all the time like this this comic series the doomsday clock was specifically written so that they could go yeah we need to tie up new 52 and also rebirth um and we're doing this other thing so we're just going to bring in the vertigo things now (laughs) why not like but like new 52 and rebirth were done in the span of like what six years (laughs) where they just detonated their life and started over again um like dc is is much more willing to to kind of do that and see what happens (laughs) yeah
1: are they are they always playing catch up you know with with marvel's you know sexier line and properties i have runs that i've loved within dc you know within my my own comic owning time you know related to uh you know superman and legion of superheroes like back in the 80s you know i had like a whole collection of that oh yeah karate kid you know just really great stories that are near and dear to my heart with these characters. Um, but there's just, I feel like it's, I, I would not. Um, envy whoever has to bring. The disparate amount of characters and even like philosophical stances present within them. Like, cause even like the Sandman, there's like a whole line of thinking there's like, Expression within the characters, or with the Watchmen, the same kind of thing. You have to have someone who's able to conceptualize that and communicate it in a way to the audience. Yeah, in a in a whole different medium uh, that captures the spirit um, and hopefully explores it a little bit further. Like with the uh, the Last Watchmen series on um, on HBO, that I thought was really great because um, you have characters like the Question, like how. How are you going to explain to the audience the question? I mean, do you want to? You know, is he? you could you could do a really cool story.
0: Could. But (laughs) so I I have sitting on my shelf right now. I just need to break into it. uh, Seasons one and two of Doom Patrol, because Ah. several months back, Amazon had this thing going where they were like, hey, there's a deal on this, this these sets you can get each of these if you get them together it's ten dollars like well shit sign me up i'll buy a blu-ray of two seasons of a tv show i'm interested in mm-hmm. um i don't know how they're going to do do like i don't know if you've ever read any doom patrol but it's it kind of borders on so surrealist that it's nonsensical at times um, and so I'm I, curious as to what
1: they do in the show. <laughs> I think I've uh, my wife and I have watched two episodes okay. and uh, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I was intrigued. Like anything else, I mean, there's so much stuff that's in cues and yeah. I think we operate, at least I operate, and my wife's a, a completionist in the sense that when she starts something, she wants to finish it. But for me, I could really care less whether I finish it or not. I kind of consume it until my interest wanes, and then I can yeah. drop it at the top of a hat. So, See,
0: yeah, like uh, your, your wife and I are twinsies because like, yeah. if I've started something, it's got to be real dog shit for me to just go, no. Nope.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how she feels. Yep. Um, so, yeah, right now we're going through uh, other series that don't have to relate. But it's always like, oh, yeah, I could come back to it. But it's... You know, it's I the percentage, prefer- the percentage is less than the tens that I might finish something up once gotcha. I kind of drop it uh, like immediately. because um, I, I have the last season of Umbrella Academy to finish, um, that came out. Um, right now we're watching Better Call Saul. Okay. If, if we have a couple rough episodes, I might stop watching that too and go on to something else.
0: See, Umbrella Academy is one that I walked away from halfway mm-hmm. through the second season, I was just like, mm, no nah, I'm not doing this. Like I yeah. can't I can't finish this. I don't really <laughs> I
1: liked I like the second season. I think the first was uh was a little more solid. Um I like the uh yeah. the time jumping bits um that intrigued me.
0: Yeah, no, well and that, that's a really cool character. Um I, I mean I preferred con like may- maybe I'll go back since I, th- I guess season three is where it's ending so i may finish it out but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah like sandman is is really interesting i um am kind of a huge sandman comic fan <laughs> um I really recommend finishing out the show um well, like we've we've got uh like three episodes left um but it hits all of the so far, at least it's hitting all of the major beats of the comic line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I know we joke about my, my, my level of, of dislike of something is kind of like a, uh, like a bell curve. Like the more, Oh, yeah. It is, the, the oh yeah. I like it and it, the worse it is, or the best better it is. <laughs> I yeah. like it. But so take it for what you, for, for take this for what you will um, is I think it's, it's a really good, well put together show. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of following the comic
1: line yeah yeah the Um, the the question spot for you is always the middle of that bell curve because the top part of it you usually are in line with popular consensus Yeah, the bottom line you're way out (laughs) and then the middle of it you're also usually way out as well yeah Uh, yeah
0: well like so there's a um well and, and the reason I'm I'm saying this is is like they they move very quickly through one of the first major like arcs in the comics and they, they move through it in the first like three or four episodes. And I was just like, okay, well I know like chronologically what's supposed to come next. They got a whole lot of stuff to do. How are they gonna tie this in? And they they bridge it really interestingly with the the sandman and death story um sound of her wings which is probably hands down one of my favorite comic book stories um and it's just like a single single issue floppy i think i think like in one of the volumes it's only like 20 pages or so but it's so well put together um and they you know because they have to make an hour-long episode from it they they put it together with another story that is also one of my favorites uh, from a little bit further along it's just kind of an offshoot but they tie the two together so that the the two arcs are are bridged very well Um, yeah you can tell that neil gaiman has had some some because I, i think he's the one that's been adapting it is that he's he's gotten a little bit better about writing his screenplays i think and so it would make sense that at his, this stage in his career with all the adaptations that have been done of his work that, that he's a little bit more familiar with. Okay, this is how we kind of need to tie this story together.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'll say as someone not familiar with the uh, the comic line, other than <clears throat> like a cursory knowledge of the character. Yeah. like I, It, it would be like someone who uh, isn't familiar with the... Uh, the entire chronology and uh, escapades of like Plastic Man. Like I, I know what the character sort of does. Gotcha. In like his place. Yeah. In the universe, but I'm not familiar with any of it. So one thing I was really impressed by is um, how much they tried to translate and convey the storylines, like you're saying, and the different arcs that are present about the character to like a visual video medium without okay how can we how can we homogenize or process this for popular consumption it seems more of their intent was like okay how, let's translate the stories yeah. in a way that's effective not yeah. let's change the character for a broader audience
0: exactly like there's a um one of the things i pointed out to my wife that, that it took me a couple of episodes to notice because netflix does that autoplay thing where it just goes to the next is that over the credits, there's animations that have to do with the episode that you've just watched, mm. but they're done in a style that mimic Dave McKean's, um covers.
1: Oh, that's um, so cute! Yeah, and, I don't, I don't really like yeah. when autoplay does that. It does that in other services as well. You cut yeah. some of the content from the beginning and the end.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, and I mean, it's it's not necessarily content, but but like, because mm-hmm. it's it's literally just the, the, the screen that the credits are playing on. Mm-hmm. It's a little like animation or whatever, but it looks like that mixed media um, yeah. art style that McKean has.
1: Yeah, HBO Max will do that with uh, Westworld, but they will actually cut part of the episode out, oh, like with the so autoplay. And if you don't <laughs> if you don't press the button to stop them from doing it, like you'll miss the last couple like minute or so of the episode, depending. Oh, that's terrible. And that cuts also the behind the scenes that they do at the end of every episode. It's a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> For as based on my trade with like interfaces and design, I'm like, why? Why would yeah. you do this? You know, yeah. Probably.
0: Well, like the, um, yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, I guess they they just want to have one blanket format that they use for their all of their software. Guessing.
1: Yeah, they just Control Z, Control A for all of it. You know. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> control C, Control A. Yeah, copy pasta. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like the, with with this work, I honestly I, I'm not a huge fan of Jeff John's writing. um he does a lot of things like like he'll introduce concepts in his comics that if if he had an explanation for how it would work, I wouldn't mind him introducing it, but like, ozymandias brings up, you know, jumping into another universe and they're like, okay well, how does that work? And he just goes, mumbo jumbo tachyons go boom explosion and then they're (laughs) another thing it's like well you could have just had him like beep boop beep at his wrist and then suddenly they're in a new multiverse and you or you a new universe and not have to explain any of that you're you're the one that brought up the explanation my guy
1: (laughs) um it's kind of like he wants to uh to to answer to that Oh, how does this happen? What, what is he doing? How does it work? But and then he doesn't want to like spend too much time and effort and actually going into it. Yeah. But he knows people are going to ask the question.
0: But he brought up the question. <laughs> he well, he knows
1: <laughs> he knows people are going to ask the question, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: he just doesn't want to take time and effort to really answer it. Right. You know, because he wants to move on. He has a place he wants to go to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but I am um... – all that to say that that i think grant morrison is in charge now of the the comic stuff um man having to tie in vertigo which has neil Gaiman and alan moore stuff in it and also warren ellis stuff in it like three really good comics writers from the past like 40 years yeah
1: it was good writers
0: yeah um having to tie that into the disparate like Costumed superhero stuff that everyone else has, like that's no small feat. And um, mm-hmm. the yeah, the, the multiverse run is is a really interesting way for Gra- that Grant Morrison ties all of that together, and it's just like okay, this is how these things interact. Here's my big colorful wheel of how they they all touch and go.
1: Yeah, so interesting. Um,
0: and actually, they uh, apologies grant yep. morrison I, th- I think grant morrison is is uh non-binary yep. um but yeah no it, it was small no small feet that they had in front of them and they they pulled it off uh very very well um yeah earlier agree. earlier
1: zach didn't mean to say it's schizophrenic he meant fragmented
0: yes fragmented <laughs> i didn't even realize that <laughs> i did
1: i was waiting <laughs>
0: Oops, sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, the with the with Doomsday Clock, I wouldn't um really waste your time on it unless you really like the Watchmen. Um, they factor in more heavily in it than. Well, the art indicates that they factor in heavily in it, and and they kind of do. It it is much more of a fifty um, fifty type type thing. Um, yeah so if you do not like watchmen um stay away i guess i don't know why you'd pick it up if you were not interested somewhat in watchmen no um the other things that i wrapped up is i played through and wrapped up uh far cry 5 and the expansion um Uh far cry games are are interesting. Usually the way they work is that if you fuck up in the game, um, it's, it's your fault for fucking up in the game. Like there's, you find out. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not, you know, the thing that teenagers do where they're like, they're like, this is cheating or whatever. Um, no, like it's, it's very, you, you were trying to do something that you should not have been trying to do. It's your fault that this happened. Um, the fifth one's interesting it's set on american soil uh you are oh i remember this yeah yeah you're you're dealing with religious extremists um and a cult and this one is interesting because it it kind of has more of a role-playing aspect in that you you can kind of choose where you want the story to go um now the expansion is post-apocalyptic so spoilers for this this very old game at this point but the the expansion new dawn presupposes that this cult was able to get their hands on nuclear secrets Mm -hmm. um, and access to nuclear silos and calls a nuclear war to happen within the u.s so far cry 5 new dawn is all post-apocalypse um slowly but surely society is reforming based off the strength of rail lines <clears throat> and as much as far cry 5 is role playing uh, influenced this one is very much role playing influenced <laughs> um it um focuses almost entirely on hex crawling and exploration um i didn't finish it because it gets very repetitive um like i'm I've traded it in. I'm, I'm not playing it any further just because it's, it's, you know, I hit the point where I'm like, okay, I see where the loop is. Let me get to the next story beat. And the next story beat was just a reset and then, oh, here's more, more points on this map for you to go to, go figure them out. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I do not need to see the rest of this game because <laughs> I see what it's going to do. Like, it's just going to keep putting more dots on the
1: map. and Yeah, isn't that kind of Ubisoft's thing?
0: Is this an Ubisoft game? Is
1: it? I, I thought
0: think, it was. I, uh, I think it's someone... Uh, let me see. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, it's Ubisoft. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's on the map then. That lines up.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears> so, <throat> um, well, like, it was much more egregious than, than how most of their Assassin's Creed games go, which mm-hmm. was very surprising, because Assassin's Creed is very much, like, hit these things on the map,
1: yeah, but you okay. don't have to yeah. have, like, 20 of them, you know? No, no, yeah, yeah. like,
0: like you know, the, the, the grinding and gathering supplies and this, that, and the other in New Dawn is like, okay, I've... Okay. I, why am I gathering toothbrushes? Like,
1: yeah. So that was that was just the DLC, right?
0: Yeah, that was just but
1: the you, DLC. You went through the main line and didn't have that issue, right?
0: Yeah, no, I didn't have okay. that, an, an issue with the, the main line. I The ending is really... Um, Because I played through the last, like, chunk of it twice because I wanted to see the do you let the nukes go off or do you not (laughs) scenario. Like, I wanted to see how both of them end up. And, I mean, both of them are pretty fucked up because in both of them you die. Like, it's not... (laughs) It's not exactly an uplifting game to play. Um, No.
1: It was really funny to listen to their press during the time that it came out. And, um... They well,
0: o- right when like Trump was getting elected. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, Ubisoft was like, "This game is not political in any way whatsoever." <laughs>
0: it's, it's like,
1: it's like, okay, that may be your position as money bags, Mister Company, but the people who wrote this game and who put the time and the effort to put the storyline together—it's a very political sentiment. Okay, yeah. As a company, you may not want to be like, "Oh, yeah, it's just apolitical." Because you're like uh yeah we we still just want to make money on FIFA, okay, whatever, um but as a as a company, I can understand that stance, but it's very obvious that the game itself is a political statement, yeah, oh, yeah. or or at least messes around with political concepts,
0: you know? yeah, yeah, but, well, and i mean it's it's really weird because it's um, I'm not a huge fan of games where they like thrust you into like." Hey, you're a cop. Go bust up these criminals. And it's like, okay, sure, I get because I mean, you're you're thrust into the like rookie seat of a mm-hmm. of a uh, an FBI raid um, on this this compound, uh, and you're you're a sheriff's department member who's being helicoptered into the mountains, and there's an FBI guy who's there to try and uh, arrest the leader of this cult, <laughs> right?
2: Mhm.
0: And there like there's just not a universe where any section of this opening is believable because mm-hmm. like it's it's you the sheriff an NPC and this FBI guy. And the sheriff's like let me go along these are locals I know how to handle them without getting them too riled up like because mm-hmm. they and you land in the middle of their 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 camp on a mountain and immediately you're surrounded by armed militiamen with with assault rifles. It's like, I don't think these four guys are walking back out of this building. (laughs) I also don't think
1: they would have only Um, sent four guys.
0: Yeah, I I really don't think they would have sent just four guys.
1: Have you seen what they do? I mean, barring terrible news on Kotaku and other things where people swat each other. But even during like swatting calls, Uh like they send freaking... Everybody's so gung ho yeah. uh, to join in, and as someone who's worked in the backgrounds, not as an actual policeman or anything like that, but as far as uh, being involved in the communication aspect, yeah, as soon as another jurisdiction like is doing something like that. The local municipality has such a hard on for getting involved. Oh, it does. It yes,
0: yeah. it, it makes all of their little pee-pees very, very big. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, they they want <laughs> they
0: just they want to strap up and look like an action here. Yeah, they they, yeah. they, they
1: <laughs> they'll just stand outside and just watch, and if they get an opportunity to join in, they will. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's it's something to behold. Well, I've uh, also
0: in small towns too, like like where I'm from, where. Mm-hmm someone will get will get like pulled over and they'll mm-hmm. be like goddamn three cruisers and it, maybe i don't know the whole story it looks like a dude who's just been pulled over because he ran a stop sign not like they're busting you know a drug runner who's smuggling drugs down the east.
1: Coast on that smuggling. on that point i won't say if it's a <laughs> municipality i worked for or if it has to do with an adjacent municipality for mm-hmm. like legalese reasons yeah I have legit 100% heard uh, of interviews, one of them of note where, you know, you had uh, an officer was interviewing candidates and he was like, you know, why do you want to be an officer of the law? And most people have like canned responses. They're like, oh yeah, you know, I want to protect and serve, you know, serve my community. This guy legit was like, Listen, I want to like go woo-woo in my car. I want to drive really fast. and I want to be able to do police chases. because <laughs> he's like, that sounds awesome. And the guy was like, "I mean, you're honest about it. Like I can't really knock you for it. You're saying what a lot of the other guys here want to do. And I know police chases can be very dangerous to civilians and et cetera people around. I'm just I've heard the testimony. Like there are people that are like that. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. want to drive fast and hit the bad guys.
0: Yeah. yeah, Well, like it's it's funny you mentioned that up. There, there's apparently a, a thing a few years ago that came out where it's like, oh my god, if if have you been busted for uh, planting evidence or uh, threatening your spouse with a gun? or shooting too many suspects for various reasons well you can get a job at the Albuquerque Police Department because they take whoever yeah they give you a bonus if you're coming from from another police organization they no questions asked
1: yep yeah they want <laughs> you allegedly. have these yeah you have these transitory cops I mean the the not the Colbert show um
0: Oh, John Oliver?
1: The John Oliver has done a couple, one specific episode about migrant cops who, um, and then there's a name for them too. I forget the colloquialism name, but you did see that. You saw people who were disciplined, who were about to, you know, they were on leave or on suspension. And pending the investigation, they would have been, you know, they would have had to hand in their badge and stuff. But if they leave right before then, then they can just, oh, I'm still a cop, you know, and, and yeah, apply to the other jurisdiction. It's not a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I decided to move over here and, and whatnot. And yeah. yeah. Again, uh, I'm not painting with broad brush jokes here, but just speaking from <laughs> personal experience and then just, uh, you know, different b- bits of uh, reporting that I've seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a, uh... Yeah. Anyway, how that relates to Far Cry Five is that um, there is no way in hell three sheriff's deputy or two sheriff's deputies, a sheriff, and an FBI agent are <laughs> breaking into a compound unassisted by lots and lots of people. Back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not a you're not a Fallout character here, right? You know.
0: Yeah. It's not like it. it's it's yeah, and, and I mean it's it's an interesting. Um, Game, I think they rely a little bit too heavily on stereotypes of rural communities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, because one of the the things is that you know this cult has just absolutely um, taken over this this town. Like everyone is a member of this cult, other than like a couple of people here and there.
2: Mm-hmm
0: and that's gen- like if you look it's like that's generally not how cults were like they're they're closed off like they don't really send people back out in into the larger society for these purpose for like purposes like this um plus i mean you know like i guess you could make the argument that that if you go to salt lake city everyone there is a mormon but it's like yeah well yeah they kind of established that that city is the kind of a mormon city like it's it's not like how this game presents a cult having just infiltrated and poisoned a community Um, no i i feel like there are far too many people who are just of the stripe of i don't want anyone telling me what to do (laughs) that especially here in america that like yeah you you might get some but you're not going to get the entire time
1: Not not everybody uh within the town wants to establish their own independent uh government uh, yeah. <laughs> on their their separate patch of land there's gradations, not everybody's on on an extreme spectrum
0: oh sure America. sure, yeah, but i mean like the uh yeah like the 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 way the cult is presented it's kind of like a branch Davidian thing where they're like. This guy's our messiah, all of our wives are his. And it's like, I, I don't think that's a pitch you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna uh-huh. get like the four hundred people who live in this town all on board with. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think you get a majority of people on board with <laughs> with that pitch. You yeah. know? <laughs> um so yeah, like it it kind of relies on that that trope of like, you know, just a bunch of hicks out in the middle of nowhere all he says is jesus 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 and they all jump on board um seems to be how the cult springs up in this game which i mean i've never lived in montana so maybe people in montana are like that i yeah (laughs) it's kind of offensive to to people who live in rural uh, communities but um it's a fun game to go fast and shoot bang bangs at people (laughs) <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: so if you like that um, check it out and then the uh, the last thing I did because I don't want to take up too much time is uh, the, I watched through the eight episodes of the Resident Evil TV series
1: how many episodes? Eight. Oh, you mean the whole thing then right? yes mm-hmm. okay I started that I think we stopped at six okay it was um Weird, weird. In that, I feel like the first two or three two episodes was like, oh, okay, cool. They're focusing on umbrella and et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then I get the conceit of moving back and forth through time and exploring yeah. these these sibling relationships. But then the relationship between Wesker and his kids, um, it, it felt really like soap opery to me. Um. I don't because know. It
0: kind of leans into some melodrama there. Yeah. I, it, honestly, I think this would have been better as like a five or six episode season. Maybe. I feel maybe. like it's too much for what they had material
1: for. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel like they're trying to stretch out some of these moments. Yeah. Because as far as the, every time we go back to like Umbrella and like we're there in like the facility and exploring, I'm like, I'm in. Um oh, yeah. Yeah. And even some of the stuff between the the sisters, I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of all right. I can see what they're trying to do here um like the scene within the first episode where she has to run to that uh that security area mm-hmm. in order to activate the the traps in order to get rid of the other zombies And i was like oh this is so cool because this is so just like in the game where you have like this bullshit gonzo security protocol <laughs> <laughs> that normally takes you out as the character like some I I don't know some intern spent like six months on designing this thing and someone was like oh yeah totally do this this is so great yeah add add a laser (laughs) to it sorry sorry uh you know uh short stuff you you forgot to add a laser at the end there like it's part of our thing and so every time we get there or something with that, even the stuff in the new world, I thought was pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Because the uh, that kind of uh, separated community and how they have the kind of the zombies out. The only the thing I was thinking in my head is like, wow, how expensive is this? Like, it felt expensive because even when you have an increase of crowds that you can procedurally like generate or why not, you could still feel like, oh, there's a lot of practical here, you know, in these crowds and communities. so I just feel like the they wanted to invest us in the emotional bits um with the relationships um but it's it's a tricky balance mm-hmm. because then you have to you have to invest people with that story and fit it within the context of everything else that's going on yeah. cuz then they they had the bit where like oh she's not going to tell her sister she tells everything that oh she's infected you know where it might have been more interesting if she just told her yeah and then they go from there maybe they try to find a cure together and then they're not able to do it you know um so that melodrama thing i felt can just depending on how you interpret it or how the the writing team goes about it can take away from some of the punch yeah um because then the tones are just different you know tonally um so, yeah, I'll, I'll try to finish it up because I just have, I think, two more episodes. I got, I, I got really into it. I was really down for it.
0: I really liked it. Like, yeah, I, I like a lot about it. Yeah, like it. Um, you know, it has missteps here and there. Like, like you said with with the melodrama, they they could have gone in different directions there. Honestly, like I said, I think it's they've they're trying to do too much with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't agree to five or six episodes instead of seven or eight. Like mm-hmm. at that point, it's like, "Whoa, I, <laughs> yeah. I have stories for five episodes. What, what you, you want me to pull three extra ones out of my hands? Yeah. Um, and, and like, I feel like it, it's interesting because it actually kind of pushes the story forward. Yes. Like, a yes. lot of, a lot of Resident Evil, like we discussed in our miniseries, go back in time and listen to that, um, is like it's stuck in this like 10 year period of Mm -hmm. 1998 to 2008 and they they don't want to move outside of that range of time so it was interesting to see something that's set in what 2022 and 2030 something Mm -hmm. um like i i liked them pushing the for the story forward and kind of seeing how 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 this world operates um because it didn't Tip too many hats to the original game like they referenced the raccoon city incident mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but but they don't reference like any of the other game stuff like it's it's pretty much that that's that's yeah. really the only thing you get is yeah the incident in raccoon city and then moving and it, and it was forward.
1: nice yeah and talking we talked about the trailer and stuff and it's like oh god they're finally moving stuff forward mm-hmm. like they're going to just explore something different, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend that one. Um, but uh, but that, that wraps up my me-me-me's. Um What do you got?
1: Uh, I got nothing, man.
0: Okay.
1: Nothing. Nothing that I can think of. I have, um, I
0: have the Sandman down for you since we discussed that a little bit at length. yeah
1: yeah the same end was uh i think we watched two or three episodes i I think at least two um it's good i need to finish that out as as someone who i guess is is the wrong person to have on a on a media consumption nerd review because i consume things but not necessarily of to completion or um, yeah. <laughs> of, of like following some kind of compulsion, that being that like if you wanted to have somebody who was a sports commentator uh, for like uh, basketball,
0: yeah,
1: you would expect them to have watched the playoffs, you know.
0: It'd be way better <laughs> if they didn't. Know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It'd definitely be more interesting because then they talk about some other shit they were doing instead of watching the playoffs. Because they were like, yeah, no, I fucking hate the Celtics. I didn't watch the playoffs. Yeah. And then they started talking about something else that they were doing at the time. That could be entertaining. Depends on them. Um, but as a, as a media consumer, I, I just... Um, I don't know if it's motivation or... Yeah, or lack of compulsion. Um, or just compelled to do other things. But... Yeah, I'm just prepping for uh, our first uh, baby on the way. So that's exciting. Um, And yeah, I got a couple of the little projects I'm trying to finish before that happens. Some speakers that need to go into cabinets, and um, some other minor setup in that regard. So that's all nerd stuff. I have a early 80s, I think. Uh, Electro Voice EVM twelve L that needs to go into a cabinet, and um, that's that's a speaker of to nerd out in other things of of specific rock and performance lore. Um, you know JBL's. You got Stevie Ray Vaughan playing with his fifteen JBL um, EVs have been in tons of different cabinets in different rock contexts, along with Celestians, um in, uh, in their own iteration. So it's a very clear clinical kind of sound. Um, it's the difference between, um, I guess, uh, it's, it's an extreme analogy, but it's the difference between like recording something on, uh, a particular line of like old Kodak film which would be like a very colored, very coloristic interpretation, and then recording something on um, like red cameras, you know, of a few years back where it's just very clean and clear. Yes. And that's an EV speaker. It it produces things very sharp and very um, of a certain kind, very uh, authentic or, clinical to what the experience was when you were there it's colored in its own way but it's it's designed to be very clinical so i gotta put one of those in because i've never had one of those speakers in so i'm gonna try to do that for the babies here and um yeah looking forward to a couple of weeks of sleep deprivation um from what i hear it's the only thing people talk about is being sleep deprived um and i guess in my contact with The male gender um that's the only thing these guys talk about is how sleep deprived they were and it's like it's (laughs) it would be like um if you talked with someone if you talked with people who ah here it is if you talked with people who ran marathons right talk to a bunch of guys that ran marathons and who completed the marathons, right? And the only thing they talked about was how much their feet hurt. That's what it kind of feels like, you know. Um,
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, where you're not the, the whole story—the
1: only part of their experience that's uh, that's cognizant and and salient to them is like how much their feet hurt, not not the fact that they brought in like another life into the world, yeah. like what that experience changed in their perspective. Uh, what that felt like to be like a father. It's like, no, my feet hurt. And it's like, that's that's not the only reason. And, I, and yeah. I, I'm not sure if that has to do with uh, typical the like male character emotional character. expression and yeah. in, in having to, oh, okay, this is the only thing that's safe to talk about with this person. Right, right. Unless I'm like really close to them and feel like comfortable with expressing things emotionally. Right. Um, and so it is kind of, as someone who overshares, as uh, is, is just a habitual thing, because I'm gonna die, you know, and my body's gonna be a rotting corpse. Yeah. So who cares? Who, who cares, cares what I overshare about? <laughs> Fuck you if you don't like it, you can walk away. Like I'm gonna die, Same you're gonna be thing. dead.
0: <laughs> Same feeling.
1: I don't care if you know how I feel about something.
0: Well, it's funny, like because I was expecting my brother to give anecdotes and stuff like that, but like. I, I don't know, I'm I'm hoping that your daughter is as easy to manage as my niece apparently has been. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. like, I, I was jokingly asking, like, good much sleep? Ha, ha, ha. He was like, mm-hmm. it was like two weeks. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, because every, every, all of our friends are like, yeah, it's this month-long process to teach your child how to sleep mm-hmm. and, and form that, that rhythm. Yeah, And he was like, yeah, you know, it was bad for, like, a week or two mm Mhm. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, like the uh the issue they're going through now is that she's teething. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so everybody talks about that. Yeah. It's the fr- the frustrating bit of like, okay, let's let's numb your gums, let's get you in the car and drive around so you can fall asleep and then get you mm-hmm. back in and nothing wakes you up. <laughs> yep. So it's, yes. it's that that type thing. So hopefully you guys have as easy a time as my brother and his wife have.
1: Had. <laughs> yeah. Well, from from uh, anecdotal uh, accounts, we were both easy children, easy babies. So uh, we're either going to have that, or we're going to have the exact opposite. She's going to. Um, so she's either going to be, um, and again, not to put her in a box, but for the sake of analogy. She's, um, you know, either going to be just uh, wonder woman, or she's just going to be Harley Quinn, you know, and, uh, which, whichever one we're ready, you know, I'm ready for, it. we, we will adapt and allow her, her expression that she needs. Um, so she's either going to be easy or hard, but either way, it, it'll be fine. It'd be totally fine. Um, so I'm just excited, like I'm excited to see your face. And on the nerd front, um, we are deep into season three of Better Call Saul, and really good show. Um,
0: I hear that, especially if you really like Breaking Bad. I've heard some people say it's better than Breaking
1: Bad. Uh, I wouldn't say it's better. I'd say it's it's different. Um, one thing about. I definitely feel with Breaking Bad especially once you get s- several seasons in the tension is really high um you know cuz you're it's like life or death scenarios for yeah. most of the time yeah. and that's that's uh, the way you keep people coming back every week you know cuz it still had the seasonal kind of week format sure. which not that Better Call Saul didn't but I think it benefits from you know, a a streaming environment, like a stronger streaming culture. Um, Because with um, Breaking Bad, I feel like the mechanic is stronger in play where they had to bring you back every episode, like they kind of had to cliffhanger you um, into the next episode because they wanted you to come back and it makes for very tension filled television. Um, and very intense, dramatic television. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the s- three seasons in um, the part of the reason I, I haven't watched um, Breaking Bad again is this it's it's at a roller coaster. You know, it can be an emotional roller coaster.
0: Breaking Bad show. is one of those shows that it. I like it Mm -hmm. a lot. I like very dark, very bleak things. Mm -hmm. There is such a strong undercurrent of nihilism, Mm -hmm. and just I like. I feel like bleak is too weak a word. Yeah, that show is, but like, it's not one that I will rewatch. Like, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, and I think it's very good. And even though I Mm -hmm. enjoyed darker bleaker things um it's it's rough yeah it's very intense (laughs) it's
1: it's continuous gut punches you know from jesse pinkman's uh girlfriend that he really likes who gets him back addicted into drugs and walter just watches her choke on her own vomit
2: yeah
1: because he's trying to save jesse from you know yeah uh relapsing too hard um and he just watches her die and that's just one of many gut punches you get throughout the the series and it just it's it's emotionally taxing at least for for me and when when you have everything else that you have to live with in life whereas better call Saul um is really well written um it's not as that draining it it's not at all a lot of times a lot of the characters that you interact with at their center and, and it's funny to it's funny to contrast this between the two series at their center there is a noble quality about what they do they have a sense of justice
2: yeah
1: um even if they're criminals there's a sense of like oh this is right this is wrong someone can be a criminal without being uh you know a serial killer right like they can be a criminal without being like completely malignant yeah um and destructive like the uh the spud-headed guy who's married to um, Kirsten Dunst, who's in Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, uh, the re- Jesse Plymouth.
1: Yes, the character he plays in Breaking Bad is incredibly malignant and destructive. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you'd call him objectivist or a, pra- a pragmatist, like a criminal pragmatist. Yeah. Like he does things because they need to be done in order to continue the aims, regardless of their moralistic consequences like no this needs to get done because this is what we're trying to do you know we got to kill this kid or we got to do whatever because it's got to be done um and most of the characters in better call Saul are not like that at all like they have they have a sense of right and wrong even within their criminal enterprises and it really contrasts talking about breaking bad like what kind of person walter white was and how Uh, eventually pragmatic and, I guess you could say, evil? Um, And other characters, not completely. Not like a guy like the guy who's married to Kristen Dunst. You already said his name and I forgot it. Um, (laughs) That guy, you know, and part of his...
0: Potato-headed
1: gentleman. uh, Yeah, the (laughs) potato-headed gentleman. He's a spud. He's a big old spud. He's gotta have a great personality because, man, that guy's a spud. Um... (laughs) Again, I loved his performance, and I think he's great. Um, and uh, even him and that whole neo-Nazi sect that uh, is within the uh, the show, within the confines of the show, not the actual person. Um, it really contrasts uh, the different kinds of characters and people that you're interacting with in that regard. And um, so, it's an easier show to watch, and it's still done really well. It's um, unique in other ways I'm not going to touch upon as someone who's seen um, Breaking Bad to have kind of an earlier timeline to play with. So if you like good television, I recommend it. It's um, not as nail-biting, I think, as um, Breaking Bad. Uh, there's not, and, and because of that, I don't feel like there's as many kinds of moments that stick with you in the same way uh one character in particular crazy eight in breaking bad is is one of walt's first forays into doing things uh because they need to get done hmm. um where he chokes out crazy eight he's got him tied up in his basement yeah and he ends up asphyxiating him with a bike lock yeah because he knows crazy Eight has like the the uh, shards of the ceramic plate in his pocket with him yeah. cuz he he goes through the trash he sees that there's a piece missing and he's like no 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 you know that yeah. whole <laughs> moment you don't have a lot of moments like that in Better Call Saul yeah but you are also don't have to sit with your you know your butt puckered as <laughs> tightly through Better Call Saul you can kind of take in more of it at a time yeah so it's it's a different uh storytelling style so well, did
0: you guys see the netflix movie that they did that that finishes up i did it was the good i mean no one yeah. yeah that that's another one that i think was really good like it it maintained that breaking bad like uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, intensity uh yeah. yeah the entire way through um but yeah now like i may give better call saul another chance because i watched the first like three episodes i think it's it takes, kind of yeah, it takes a bit yeah it takes a
1: bit yeah it takes a bit to get in there and it just it's lighter. it's it just feels lighter um and it's more televisiony as far as like you feel like oh okay this is gonna happen this is kind of the beat uh so i feel like it's more um paced for like more casual consumer sensibilities um that doesn't mean it doesn't execute as well because i think it, it does in in a lot of ways but it's just uh, a little bit more easily consumable and i think uh, it, it fits a larger larger audience um in an easy way because i i don't know for me you've expressed a sentiment like watching breaking bad again is it's like wow well, why would i put myself through this you know It's a great show, but, you know, life has enough of that kind of stuff. Um, And uh, not that it doesn't stick with you, but it's kind of like it's almost like a roller coaster ride that was a little too intense. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I remember that roller coaster ride. I don't know if I want to get back on, you know, Um, the gut bucket.
0: (laughs) I believe it's one of the episodes that Stuart and I did discussing it. I can't remember if it's the first movie or second movie, but we have a long extended discussion about the merits of, uh, the ninja versus the great American scream machine. Mm-hmm. And we settled on the ninja being, I think breaking bad is the ninja roller coaster mm-hmm. I, uh, of, of roller coasters. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it will punch you in the head and try to break your neck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you remember it, you remember it and you're like, wow, that's someone did that. And that's yeah. amazing. Uh, and i got to write it but it's like well oh, i don't know if i'm ready no, for
0: that I'm not going back to that
1: one <laughs> yeah so it's it's a little bit like that i, yeah. I watching better call saul I, I kind of do want to go back through um, breaking bad again i think I, i'm in the middle of a rewatch uh, about a year ago of up to season 2 i think i was at watching yeah. it again but uh it's just it's intense it's intense tv you know Yeah. Um, and maybe that's just a you know a, a really a tip of the hat to how well done it is yeah um,
0: oh it's i mean it's it's very well done it's there there's one story i don't know how true the story is um but it wouldn't surprise me given the the way that vince gilligan approaches show running is that
1: we talk about how big of a nerd he looks like he's just such he's a nerd such a
0: nerd but
1: but they from one have, nerd to another
0: well standards and practices apparently said hey you can't shoot these scenes like this and he was like what are you talking about and they're like you're literally showing people how to actually make math you, you <laughs> yeah. show each individual step <laughs> and that made him back up and go huh i am sure i guess i should cut some of this shit out
1: <laughs> yeah i remember hearing about that yeah and how they modified some of the steps so that it, yeah. you know, you obviously couldn't copy them verbatim. Yeah. You
0: know? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very funny to me that this show is very dark and then also was, go- could have gone down the path of being the show that teaches them <laughs> how to actually make meth. Uh,
1: I feel like maybe if you went, if you uh, went back and maybe had a little bit more lax standards and practices for that, <laughs> like it would have slid through and it would have been the Bible yeah for uh for meth making yeah i'm sure there's a fan recut uh where they edited out segments where like oh no you don't want to do step 3 here replace step 3 with this otherwise your meth is going to turn out all wrong um i 100% believe that has to exist somewhere someone well,
0: i guess it's it. it's like um what is the song? There was a song that came out probably when when you and I were, were kids, um, or maybe not kids, maybe in high school or something. That mm. it might be Pusha T, it might be Master P, I forget who, but it's it's a uh, it's a song that actually made its way onto an album where it, it like lists out step by step how to make crack rocks.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: So, um, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else on that?
1: Uh, no, I think that was a good foray into
0: that. Okay. Yeah. Well. So yeah, let's pick up where we left off with episode six of What If? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm I'm imagining what we just did was the uh, the Batman transitions from the '60s show where they do the circle like da 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 da. Yeah, and (laughs) then they show up in the new scene. They're like, yeah.
0: So we're here now, and we're going to talk about what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, which I got to be honest, this is my least favorite episode of this show. Uh, Uh,
1: I don't know about that. I, I enjoyed the alternate bit there, yeah, and um, enjoyed seeing, um. Wow. Can I say I enjoyed Killmonger killing uh, T'Challa? I enjoyed seeing an alternate universe where that happened. Um,
0: Yeah, well, and so just some some of the consequences. Like, the titles do a good job of summing up what happens. Um, Basically, the story in this one um, is starting out, same thing as Iron Man. Um, He gets ambushed by the Ten Rings, but Killmonger is there to save him. And so he Mm -hmm. kind of worms his way into Stark's Good Graces, uh outs, um what is his Jeff Bridges character Obadiah Stane mm-hmm. um,
1: and yeah what what a uh, cuz all that what iffy stuff, stuff where like oh yeah he'd probably do that i felt that that rung true like he'd out obadiah because he really wants to be the obadiah in well, the situation wants to be obadiah. Yeah. yeah so so yeah.
0: he's he also helps stark start to build um combat drones because now Uh there's no iron man because the whole thing with iron man is that he changed in that cave in an (laughs) an unchangeable way
1: and i like seeing them work together because you get to see like killmonger even through the black panther movie you could see he's very capable like this man knows his shit you know he's smart they talk about him being an mit grad as well i think yes Um, he's an
0: mit grad and then also an ocs yeah, for for two different branches, I think. Yeah, he's he's a badass. He's, he's like an OCS graduate from from like Ranger School and also the Seals. It's like, well, how the fuck did he manage that?
1: <laughs> he's just a professional badass, basically. <laughs> so I liked seeing that because to me this this story rings true uh, in the regards of like, oh yeah, what if maybe not your best, like your most, because I feel like this this series has. I'm going to simplify two different flavors. It has, okay. What if a small change just led to interesting things, right? Yeah. What if a, a small change led to just whole fucking huge shit, you know, Those are like my favorite. the, yeah. <laughs> okay. The Dr. Strange one is a small change leads to like a whole fucking universe yeah. getting consumed. Uh-huh. Um, Cause you have to imagine in that universe, like you got, uh, again, this is going to upset, upset some fans, but you have a Galactus. He got swallowed in that shit too. Like everybody got fucked. You know that whole universe just gone. Maybe Galactus pieced out to the, some other dimension. Whatever. Sure. Regardless, we'll <laughs> leave the fans for that. But you have small changes, big consequences. Um, I feel the other episode that's a little bit like this is the what if um, you know all the Avengers you know got killed with. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of feels a little bit like that. Where a small change leads to a small thing but it doesn't impact the whole universe but i found this small change in the different things that happen were more interesting for me yeah
0: well the um and yeah to, to go back to the the summary um it's it's a uh, killmonger helping Stark develop drones that use vibranium um they send roadie to pick it up from what is it it's ulysses claw, claw? Yeah, yeah ulysses claw uh, yep. wait, can i get uh, side note it's <sighs> very strange to me that we have an apartheid era smuggler <laughs> in the marvel universe mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's very strange to me that they they thought to include that but okay um so so uh killmonger um convinced claw to uh let everyone in a Wakanda know basically so that because he he just wants to come and fuck up T'Challa um like that's his main goal in the story is to fuck up T'Challa
1: mm-hmm. um
0: Killmonger kills T'Challa and Rhodey and makes it look like they killed each other
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um Stark is like hey man what the fuck uh Killmonger then kills him and makes it look like it's a Wakandan attack which it's very smart what they do with him here because, like, yeah, he's a he's a um, intelligence operative. Like he's yeah. a, he's a combat operative. Like, of this makes sense. Like him him staging uh, a war um, mm-hmm. through through doing things like this. Um, Killmonger kills Claw, and then goes back to Wakanda. Um, General Ross sends a drone army to attack Wakanda.
1: So funny, yeah.
0: So Killmonger helps the Wakandans defeat them and then becomes the new Black Panther. <laughs> and then there's a little bit where, uh, where Shuri hooks up with, with Pepper Potts and...
1: He meant that exactly as he said it.
0: Oh, not not like... <laughs> not like sexy times hooks up, but like gets in contact with pepper. And, um, because, uh, where the Hulk hooks up with
1: Thor, it's a really hot episode.
0: They're, 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 um, both suspicious of Killmonger um, Mm -hmm. for, I mean, good reason. Like he's, he's not a very trustworthy guy. Um, you can't really trust anyone that puts a scar on themselves whenever they kill someone. (laughs) It
1: seems like perfectly normal behavior to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Um, so yeah, that that's that one. Um, it's It doesn't affect the larger universe. I mean, I guess whenever Thanos comes, there will be no one there to make the sacrifice for the snap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Within the arc of the What If series, it just shows, yeah, here's another version of Killmonger who is untrustworthy um or more so serves his own aims like yeah. serves his own interests um and you can definitely see because you, you go later on killmonger makes a statement where he's like hey guys we can fix all our earths like with uh you know the power of the infinity zones and you read it as like nah that's not what you're intended to do you would not help everybody out that's just not in your in your nature i don't know what you're gonna do but it's not that
0: well you know what's funny is is uh that's that's my prediction of um the 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 whole thing that will happen and
1: you're gonna day. throw your hat into the ring this early all right
0: I think. Well, I mean, by the time this airs, we will have we will find out. But but my my supposition is that um, yeah, like because I mean, isn't there a run where Killmonger is the Black Panther?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: I think. Um, I don't know if they're going to go with Shuri just because Letitia Wright is seemingly a problem on the set.
1: I I'm going to go with uh, hearing um,
0: another. I wouldn't
1: mind Mbaku. Mbaku would be cool. I'd love to see Angela Bassett have the costume for a second.
0: <laughs> that would uh,
1: be pretty awesome. That yeah. wouldn't that be badass? Because you'd you'd get the long, long hair, uh, yeah. um, kind of flowing in the background, and her just being so fucking angry and just like done with it. Yeah, she's yeah, like, I, I lost my husband. I lost my son. I'm you better get the fuck out of, of <laughs> get the fuck out of Wakanda. <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> Prince. I don't- yeah. Prince Namor, up your ass. I'm going to stick this hand right up your ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I, think I would be very, very abused if Angela Bassett were Black Panther. And it's just like, hey, Namor, I'm here to fuck up your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to absolutely wreck you. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd either get into, uh, you know, uh, counseling or uh, into a fight and I'm all out of counseling, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and you know, I gotta be honest. I like Michael B. Jordan as an actor. I don't yeah. really like Killmonger's character. Like, I, I think he's and,
1: all right. I and well, he's... and
0: it's nothing nothing to do with the character. It's 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 more a criticism of of um, Marvel's need to constantly redeem villains. I think mm-hmm. you know with some villains, it's like, man, I don't know. He's killed like hundreds of people. Like, yeah, I don't feel like they probably wears it.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like they have to. They try to redeem him. They just they redeemed his perspective, but for I, yeah, me, that's fair. That's for fair. For me, it feels like they they left him in a place where um, he had a very particular perspective as a character, and there's there's almost no way other than changing his past. Um, where you could have the character make other choices and it not be a sort of a betrayal of what the character is that they've made. Because they kind of they kind of painted him in a corner. Yeah. Like even with this what if series, like it couldn't be what if Killmonger was a good guy. Because then that's not the Killmonger not the we kill have. Either. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of painted him in a corner to where now he because it would be cool if he could like have a different sort of um, you know dressing or a different kind of past um, and sort of redeem himself. Because he has a lot of other great qualities, you know, uh, in regards to like how determined he is, how focused, um, how committed he is to his particular goal and whatnot. He just has a, a certain perspective that's just not gonna not gonna work within the regular MCU um yeah. if if you put that character though in even in the regular Marvel comic universe he could fit as an antihero I think easily
0: yeah
1: yeah easily within the confines of of like oh the ends yeah. justify the means yeah, okay yeah the Punisher exists Punisher is there, yeah. <laughs> you know he could fit within the confines of like oh this is for the greater good, this is what we need to do we've seen. You know, Professor X and Cyclops and other characters do shit like that. Uh, we ultimately like, oh, they're not really a villain, but they just have particular goals yeah. um, and are committed to them. And um, which
0: I will say, I am also surprised that Punisher seems to be doing so well on the MCU. Um, yeah, what well, you mean with the series? Stale. Yeah, yeah with the, the like that's just a very difficult character to do today especially when the original creator has been so vocal about like no you you miss the point of this character yeah <laughs> this character's telling you you're bad at your jobs yeah why are you using its logo stop please
1: stop please <laughs> he would hate you he would hate you because you're abusing your power
0: yeah um well like the whole purpose to... of the punisher is that <laughs> the law is dumb and that doesn't do what it should be doing yeah (laughs) it's like people miss the point they just want the cool skull um but uh yeah so i'm i'm not a huge huge fan of this particular episode to be honest Um,
1: i liked it better than the
0: uh it's definitely better than the murder mystery one that they tried
1: yeah even though I liked certain aspects of that, like Black Widow, overall, that just
0: felt really flat for me.
1: Whereas this one, I was at least interested in, yeah. in what they were
0: doing. Yeah. Um, following that, uh, these last three all kind of lead into one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so so seven is what if Thor were an only child? So um, the, the framing for this, this one... This is
1: probably my least interested one like the one that yeah. i yeah that yeah, i, I, mean, I it's, was just it's like,
0: funny like the idea for it for me is funny it's
1: light it's a the, it's a very light episode and i think it's light because we're leading into really heavy ones yeah.
0: oh yeah yeah um but yeah no the the framing for this is that um uh odin returns the infant loki to i don't i don't know the character's name <laughs>
1: Balls are. Just call him Balls Balls
0: are. are. Um, So hundreds of years later, Thor is just a big dumb himbo with a hammer. Um, He goes to Earth, uh, starts a large party with aliens from everywhere. Um, That's what you do. That's how he gets in in, gets together with Jane Foster and Darcy. Um, And then... Oh god, what happens in this one? I think it's I it's it's a uh, Commander Hill calls back Captain Marvel because the the party that Thor is raging across the world is so it so bad oh, yeah. and so heavy that it's ripping the world apart.
1: Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> shit up.
0: Which is that's the bit that I find funny is that Thor parties so hard that he he destroys the world yeah it's it's Um, like a a
1: rager at a at a frat that it it just swallowed in the entire
0: entire planet yeah yeah um and you know they they have a fight here where where captain marvel um can't really kill him and so they get convinced or they convince her to take him to a less populated area so that they can they nuke him (laughs) Uh, I think, I think Jane wants to, or maybe, maybe he'll, uh, no, no, it's, it's Jane that wants to get, convince Heimdall to suck him back up. Um.
1: Phrasing Zach.
0: With the, with the rainbow, (laughs) rainbow bridge.
1: (laughs) You're, you're venturing into fanfic territory. I'm
0: very, very tired. And so my, my cognizance of exactly what I'm saying is not very high. Um, it's perfect. uh, so yeah, so so, um, Frigga then contacts Thor and is <laughs> so like, come back up. hey, uh, you need to cut the shit. You're in trouble, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then Thor, I think he's in the middle of hitting on Jane. Maybe he's mm-hmm. asking her out. He, he's, he's in the middle of talking her up in some way. Um, and then the end of this is uh, Ultron... Um. Uh, leads an army into their dimension to conquer it uh, because he's got all six Infinity Stones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was this one. There's an appearance by uh, Howard the Duck, which I, I found funny.
1: I every I, I enjoyed almost that as much as anything else in the What If series is the uh, Cameos by Howard the Duck.
0: Yeah, Howard the Duck. The They have the Grandmaster here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this one's just kind of kind of a, a jokey one because the the next one... Let's just skip on, on into the next two. Um, so, eight is what if Ultron won. So... Uh, and th- this one is actually, I think, convoluted enough that I'm going to... okay so uh the story in this one is ultron uh gets the mind stone and visions vibranium body defeats the avengers launches a nuclear holocaust kills most of humanity um thanos shows up to take it ultron cuts him in half and then takes the rest of the infinity stones
1: yeah he's he's like like, interesting
0: um and then creates this drone army and he decides look this is my universe i got to take this universe um so let me let me
1: stop you right there though in that the beginning of this episode was exactly more what i wanted from the second avengers movie or ultron because you have like ultron's timeline where he's just like wiped everyone out like people are just barely hanging on and i was so thirsty for that that when i saw this episode i was just like um, i just i wanted more of it
0: yeah yeah this is more what i was hoping for because ultron like uh, james spader was good casting the way they did ultron is I, i i I think Whedon is not the best person to do an Ultron storyline because he, also, has, he wants to work those jokes in, like him with yeah. a trench coat, and, it's, and like- it's 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 a
1: whole. For me, it, that whole storyline isn't an, isn't an arc. Like that's a whole. That's you don't squeeze that in between the Avengers coming together and the Thanos arc. Like it's a whole arc. Like yeah. you should. It's a whole arc, and you get like, but but then you also have the. The issue from a continuity perspective where like all the heroes are destroyed we have this alternate timeline and then you have to go to like some kind of retconning or like time yeah I, mean, I
0: guess they did the best they could like i feel like if if they were if they were doing thanos and they're they're going to the the outer space cosmic stuff rather than doing ultron man just do annihilus like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like they could have Very easily done that a little bit better in one movie than you you can Ultron. Yeah, Um,
1: and little kids saying Ultron like that sounds great to me. You get to sell really cool toys. Yeah, you get every you say Ultron. It sounds like you're saying something cool.
0: Well, like they're they're um, with all the multiverse stuff that they're doing in Phase Four. Like you could have had Ultron be the big bad of Phase Four, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then do everything else that you're doing now. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Watcher makes some comment uh, to himself, and Ultron hears him. Um, it discovers that there's a multiverse. Love it! I love that scene. Yeah. The Watcher. <laughs> yeah, I love it when he's chasing him through the different multiverses. Yeah. <laughs> look, let me get you. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, like it cuts back and forth. So, so now it goes back to the original timeline where. Hawkeye and Black Widow uh, are the ones that have survived the the, the nuclear strikes um, and steal a copy of Zola um, to to upload uh, into a a drone body. Um, Ultron leaves their universe, so all of this is for nothing. Um, Hawkeye sacrifices himself, Black Widow and Zola escape from Ultron drones, which the Ultron drones are very creepy. Like the way they're animated, it made me mm-hmm. itch because it reminded me very much of bugs. Yeah. Um, bugs
1: and almost like uh, marionettes, you know, like puppets.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They miss, they move, they miss frames. Like they're intentionally animated or like, you don't get those in between frames. Yeah. And so so they move kind of unnatural. Weird. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know cuts back and forth and then now Ultron is battling the Watcher through different universes and
1: beating his ass I loved that fight scene
0: yeah Yeah. absolutely demolishes him Um, the Watcher then goes to Strange Supreme's uh, empty universe and says hey man I need some help
1: (laughs) I was just going to leave you here to rot but actually I kind of need you
0: yeah I need you now
1: it's kind of like if you left a friend on the side of the road after like an argument, and then you and came back like.
2: Had the cash.
1: Yeah, and then you came back like a day fucking later, and you're like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry I left you by the road to die. Uh, can you give me some of that money, please?
0: Yeah. Um, and then that leads into. So nine which is what if the watcher broke his oath you know his, his oath to not interfere um, is what that is referring to um
1: it is funny though because watching it again it's more like what it it should more be like what if the watcher got his ass beat because at that point it's beyond his oath yeah. because you've seen other storylines from narratives where what if the watcher broke his oaths because he's so morally compelled to have to do something yeah. because he's like the moral anguish of Uatu other than, uh, unlike the other Watchers who are just more clinical assholes, Uatu is like, oh man, this is just, this feels wrong. I got to get involved. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: But Ultron beat his ass, you know, (laughs) so it's more like, what if Uatu got his ass beat? because it's less of that moralistic scenario that we've seen in the past from right. the comic lines and stuff where he's like, "Oh, I, I just can't help but get involved. I have to do something." This is more like I got my ass beat, you know. <laughs> I got to get involved because my ass is getting beat, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen. I won't be able to I won't be able to perv out anymore and watch as Ultron says, like be really creepy by just watching. Yeah. I won't be able to do that anymore and fulfill my kink. Uh, With Ultron here, so I need to get rid of Ultron so I can go back to my kink. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, this should be what? What if Ultron taxed that Watcher's ass? Yeah. Is is the is the better title?
1: What Um, if the Watcher could not do his kink? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I wonder if the Watcher has like a thing where he can like choke himself while he's watching. Like, see that that type of guy or. yeah, he's got like he's got like
1: an energy band, you know, that he can kind of strap behind him. He had like a whole outfit and everything, like his uh, his his suit of armor thing, and uh, yeah, they make a comment about he how he has like a giant baby head. Uh, <laughs> he's like scary baby, scary baby man, I think. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. He he does have a big giant scary baby head.
0: Um so in this episode this is <laughs> this one is just honestly a big fight like a large portion of this was kind of just like oh, okay yeah i kind of expected this to happen um it's the watcher has uh, at this point recruited strange supreme captain carter star lord t'challa party thor black panther killmonger and the version of gamora where uh where she she killed uh thanos um and they go to do battle with ultron they are the guardians of the multiverse um yeah that is version the, is from the comics uh the goat wh- what
1: guardians part guardians
0: of the multiverse is that a team from the comics or i movie? don't i
1: don't know okay. i don't know that that version of uh, iron man i thought was interesting because that is that like um like celestial iron man like the version that gets part of uh you know, the God killer armor kind of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah Um,
1: yeah. I, I mean, the God killer armor is huge, so I don't feel like it was exactly that, yeah. but I, I couldn't place like, okay, what version of the Iron Man mythology were they trying to illustrate with that? Cause it's obviously like there's something celestial or different about that, that version there. But, uh, yeah, I didn't nerd out enough to kind of uh, place it.
0: Um, they, uh, they go to Ultron's home universe, um, run into Black Widow, um, they shoot Ultron with an arrow uh, to have have Zola's mind basically hack Ultron. Um, yeah,
1: which I have to say, that was kind of a funny. really fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a really fun part of that episode.
0: Yeah, because this could have been way darker and just yeah. nothing but bleak. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and Zola is like uh, really tongue in cheek and uh, comedic, you know, for what he is being a a offshoot of like SS science, you know. There's there's a lot you could do there. They kind of avoid that. I think part of that too has to do with Marvel's um, probably intelligent uh, juxtaposition between well it's really hard to have someone who's like working with Nazis and uh, but they distance them enough to where even the red skull and Zola, they kind of don't really care about the Nazi aspect of it. They kind of are more interested in the power component.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Like,
0: but it's related.
1: You can't, it's, it's it's definitely related. (laughs) There's no way you can mess with that. But within the context of the MCU, they sort of like take away the evil uh hate killing component and make it more about just the power grabbing because you have um you know um the red skull like kill all the Nazi officers you know in Captain America yeah uh the first Avenger um because he doesn't really care about the Fuhrer or whatever he's just there to try to amass power um and go along and it's the same thing with Zola like Zola's like oh Hydra's gone. Well, I guess I'm just gonna, you know, try to kill you when he's trying to interact with Ultron. So, right. Like he's yeah. not like, oh, I'm gonna bring back the, you know, the Third Reich. He could. He really doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um,
0: so. Well, he, um, you know, he he's the one that that actually finally beats Ultron, um, takes control of his body. Killmonger betrays them and tries to steal the Infinity Stones. Um, Uh Zola and Killmonger fight. Strange and the Watcher just put the stones in a different dimension. They're just like, you know what? We're going to put these in the high drawer. Uh, strange is going to watch over it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put it in a little, little pocket dimension.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know, the Watcher wraps everything up by returning, um, Strange, Carter, T'Challa, Gamora, and Thor to their respective universes. um, black widow i thought this was really interesting what what they did they they tied up a kind of a dangling threat from one episode with this one because uh black widow doesn't want to go back to her universe obviously because there's nobody there there's (laughs)
1: literally no one there on her planet
0: no and so so he takes her to the the universe where the the avengers were assassinated and so she's there to keep Loki from um, taking over everything. I, I thought it was really interesting how they tied up a loose end in a, an entirely other episode that I had forgotten at this point. Yep. Um, yep. And then uh, when they go back to the, the mid-credits, because this is the only one that had a mid-credits, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Captain Carter and the, the uh, and her universe Black Widow find a Hydra Stomper, with someone inside
1: nice very cute i mean
0: it that it a hundred percent has to be um
1: oh yeah steve yeah
0: Yeah, for sure captain america like it's it's a hundred percent captain america
1: it's it's steve (laughs) he's not captain america in that universe
0: yeah you're right you're right it's It's steve 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 boy
1: it's hunky uh hunky little man steve which by the way I do not think he's ready for Captain Carter.
0: Uh, no, she would break him.
1: She's would break him in all the right ways, you know, and um, <laughs> his hips would just be ground to dust.
0: Um, Ladies, may- let me introduce to you Richard's crush fetish. <laughs> you know, maybe
1: maybe she'll be gentle with him. I've always loved, uh, <laughs> always loved um, Carter, uh, Agent Carter the character within the film and then watching the series. So when she got all hulked out, I was like, Oh, this is something I was not aware. I felt this way. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm both uh, scared for him and jealous of him. So <laughs> take that for what you may. I like, I like strong women. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs>
0: You can neither confirm nor deny a crush fetish. Um, <laughs> so uh, with that, um, what were your final thoughts on what if? I'm sure we'll do a, um, a season two coverage when that comes out, because I'm sure we'll yeah. have more to say about that.
1: I'd say they're probably going to take the feedback uh, because they were paying attention to what was popular. Yeah, That's why, like you mentioned, the what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord was going to get greenlit for a series captain carter was not greenlit as a series that doesn't mean they're done with that character yeah um obviously so they
0: have a live action version of her in yeah dr Strange. so i mean yeah. like that character is popular enough maybe yes a its in show but yeah
1: um so i'd i'd watch that i thought that was really cute and lighthearted, um the way that the first um the first Avenger movie was in moments, um, and when they give, they let um, Captain America have levity. But I, I think Captain Carter is better at that from a character perspective. Yeah, because she doesn't; she can be straight laced but still be light and witty, which is more in line with Agent Carter, a hundred percent. So I'd watch that series; that'd be a hoot. Because then it'd be her, and she'd have her beefy. Mancake cake robot friend who's really just Steve in the robot <laughs> suit. And I, I would gobble that up. Um, that, uh, that dynamic, I would just gobble that up. And then if you, you throw in Jarvis, Oh man, Jarvis and Carter was <laughs> such a great dynamic in that show because Jarvis is obviously not a romantic interest. Yeah. Like he has a wife that he loves a lot within the agent Carter series. He's totally devoted to, um, A hundred percent, but they still have a great dynamic together. Um, and that's, that's awesome to see because it's not something you get all the time. Um, especially within a show format between a male and a female character that have a dynamic that isn't necessarily supposed to be romantic, um, at least within these kind of stories. And then the Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Strange Supreme could come back, um, you know, easily what if zombies you know they greenlit that series um
0: oh yeah they th- did green that like that into an entirely new series
1: yeah so they were paying attention to what was popular so the animation in every episode i thought was great um the fight scenes are i thought uh within the dr strange one that i've already talked about and within the last two um episodes and even in thor fighting fighting captain marvel um uh, the fight and the choreography that was set up there was just like, was just beautiful. Um, it's really hard to do that kind of stuff live action with any kind of justice. And, um, I think it's really a testament to this, to the choreographers and the animators with just how well all that came across. And, um, so I'd love, I wouldn't, not only would I love to see more what if I'd love to just see more animated output from more disney plus yeah like more original animated output and i think this really shows the way forward that they could do that with yeah like the kind of style and the kind of like high level they could uh perform in that regard because i think the sky's the limit you know even you know you see something like uh the clone wars and how big of an impact that had on
0: oh yeah yeah, the well, current... and, and uh, what was it? Visions and destinies mm-hmm. and the Bad Batch and like all yep. of those things. Like those do more to push the Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah. Open. Yep. Yeah, we would. I don't think we'd have. Um, we wouldn't have Filoni and the Mandalorian without the Clone Wars. You know. No. Um And so that's just such fertile ground for.
0: I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't mind them having, um, you know, I, obviously I think animation on Disney, you're going to think kids immediately. I wouldn't mind, since they're now doing R-rated movies with, with Deadpool and stuff, for them to have, like, a uh, more, more adult-style animated shows. Like...
1: You like, want them to do, like, early HBO?
0: So, yeah, so, well, <laughs> funnily enough, my my follow-up to that was to say maybe they should do season two of Moon Knight animated kind of like Spawn, the animated series on HBO. I don't,
1: I don't think there's enough cocaine in Hollywood right now to to have that happen. I love that idea. I just... I don't think there's, a, there's enough of a crazy push like that uh, to make that happen. Now... I do think maybe with other properties, um, and they could do, like, uh, you know, what is it? Um, what's that whole team with uh, the Punisher and Ghost Rider?
0: Oh, uh, the Defenders?
1: Defenders, yeah. I think they could do... Oh, well, not even just the Defenders, or not Marvel the Defenders. Nikes, maybe? Marvel That's Knights, Marvel Knights, yes. Yeah. They could do an R-rated Marvel Knights. Um, get,
0: get, get that Ghost Rider action in there, Johnny Blaze. <sighs>
1: The Ghost Rider is an animated series.
0: Oh, it'd be amazing. Wow, that'd be
1: so good. It
0: would be everything that I would, my second grade self would want. Yes. I would eat that shit up.
1: Make him so edgy. Just all the chains. All the
0: chains, all the spikes. G- give him a goddamn jacket that's made of nothing but spikes and chains. I don't yes. give a fuck. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're here for it, guys. Listen, okay. Disney. Us, us old men who have nothing else to do, we're here for it.
0: We're, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> give us give us our Big Daddy Spikes and we'll show up.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, the, really the watching this again made me um, – because before you're kind of initially absorbing it, the second go-round I feel like is more of an appreciation phase, more than like, oh, what is this? What are they doing? Where I'm just kind of so on – the the tip of my toes, trying to figure out and adapt to what's going on, and evaluating it like so critically. And the second go round, I was just appreciating it more for what it was, because I know what's coming and what I already like, and so I get to appreciate other things that kind of just, um, you know, watching like the Thor episode was like, okay, well, this isn't my favorite one, but this is a really cool fight scene. I like that they were able to do like a whole planet full here and so the gears start working in my head to where I'm just like, you know, just give us more animated stuff. This was awesome. Yeah. So, that's kind of where I'm at. Um just please. It doesn't have to be what I specifically, just more animated stuff. We're here for it. You're doing you are doing X-Men 97, do X-Men uh, you know, 2027 20, as well. Just push it forward because there's just we're here, yeah. You know, so
0: yeah. Like I am, you know. What if is is probably one of my f- more favorite lines of the comic. <laughs> so
1: that's I, I, where I would I'm at.
0: love to see them keep this, like you said, and just have it have it running. I would like a more mature line of cartoons from Disney. I mean, I honestly, their kid stuff isn't the worst. Like, have you ever seen? Um, Uh, what is it ultimate spider-man uh no Mm -hmm. that show is way better than it has any right to be yeah um as far as an animated spider-man show (laughs) oops but uh yeah like i'm i'm still here for this i don't have the the fatigue that everyone says that they have with marvel properties like i don't understand it just watch something different like it's fine yeah (laughs) you know um So yeah, I'm I'm ready for season two of this. Um, just keep keep funneling us awesome what if stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and do do some other stuff too. I like I like Marvel zombies, and that's that's great. Um, but there's so many other stories. um, Oh, there are that they could tell. You know, do a just do a doctor whole Doctor Strange animated series. Yeah, that would just be so badass.
0: Wild shit from the old comics with yeah just animate it because like yeah it's cheaper he he
1: could do a whole episode where he goes to the dimension where those little gnomes are yeah and like he's got to argue with them and fight and then like maybe resolve some issue they're having yeah uh, because they're they're having a problem with um, uh, I don't know some other uh, dimensional beings that like to collect them
2: yeah (laughs)
1: you know and it makes sense you know um and so there's just there's a lot to do so um yeah just more this brought into my mind the possibilities what they could do with their animation especially if they have access to these studios um uh, and have a consistent vision and style that they want to go with maybe they're trying to gear up with that with uh, the x-men 97 and like pushing on from there um in seeing what they can do. Cause I'm more, ex- I'm more excited about a potential animated series than I am about the potential live action series. I mean, armor wars could be cool. It, it could be cool. All right. It could be cool. Um But taking that budget and doing something else animated wise, um, I feel would, really be great yeah
0: Um, i i don't understand why they're wanting to do armor wars personally um
1: because he's had to show up in so many movies as a side character he wants some of that main character money i think
0: (laughs) that's what it is uh, well no armor wars is um isn't that the line where it's just basically like pepper Potts and and her assembled team of
1: no i think that's that's gonna be a war machine Pretty sure.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind War Machine, but I, I don't know. I'm just ready for Gwyneth Paltrow to not be part of the MCU anymore.
1: You know, watching the I, I, I like to watch the first Iron Man pretty much very consistently. Yeah, and uh, she works great there as a as a supporting character in her interaction with Robert Downey Jr. Um, yeah, that's. That's pretty much it. I mean, I don't see her. She's a good actress. Um, I don't think she has a, I don't think they've made a place for her within the larger MCU. Mm -hmm. um, Other than that, you know, that fight scene she had in. um...
0: Iron Man 3.
1: Yeah. Iron Man 3. And then you know, end game.
0: And, yeah. And end game. Well, and that's why I guess I thought armor wars would include her and her. Cause there, there's a,
1: maybe it, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but even then, like, I, I don't know how sustainable a war machine series could, I mean, granted it's probably going to be six episodes like the others, but,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I don't know. war machine looks like a cool character. Um, but like, I, I, I don't know like I, I, I could do without the whole Iron Patriot stuff like ho- hopefully if they do it that way that they they do it like a Falcon and Winter Soldier type like spy espionage thriller type thing I'm thinking yep um, but yeah anyways I, I am uh, interested in season 2 uh, to see where where these what if universes go hopefully it's it's brand new universes and they don't do sequels to these? Because I feel like they've told their story at this point. Mm, like, I feel
1: it. like they're going to do sequels. They left enough breadcrumbs.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, f- I feel like we got to find out what happens in the uh, and by it, we got to, I mean that's what they intend. Like the the Killmonger universe. Yeah. They seem to leave that because then he got blipped out. Um, And then some of the other bits, I feel like they're just going to go from there. Um, even the bit with uh Captain Carter and the First Avenger, like they're gonna do something with Steve Rogers, so it's gonna be like an anthology series that also connects between each other yeah um but i don't I don't know what the big bad would be with they literally did multiversal conflict, so I don't know yeah, how you saying
0: like are they gonna introduce the idea of maybe like Battle World or the Scrolls?
1: Yeah, it's. I've, I feel like they're going to move farther in two seasons than Marvel has done in several phases. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know how they're going to keep on upping the ante. That's why I feel like just start doing your own separate series and yeah. um, go from there because I'm there
0: for it. So, yeah, that's it. Okay, well, um, so... The uh, the book club book that Stuart and I are, are uh, going to be discussing is Stephen King's uh, Eye of the Dragon or Eyes of the Dragon. Um, the next, I think, the next episode you're going to be on, I think. Let me see. Let me pull up our our list here. Um, it's Batman the Animated Series, which is going to be another two parter. I feel like.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we decided maybe, um,
0: yeah. Cause I feel like that one is one that you, that we're going to like do an episode on like how the show was made. And then a follow of an episode of our, like our favorites, because there's yeah. so many episodes that it's just like, we're just going to have to choose favorites. Like I, I can't, yeah. I don't think we can go through all of it. <laughs>
1: no, no, it's going to have to be favorites. Cause there's just, there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Um, and even then, I'm I'm just scared thinking about it because you could talk about. Um,
0: there's uh, a show called Tom and Jeff Watch Watch Batman that is the two hosts watching everything Batman media related, and they did a watch through of um, the animated series that went on for like three or four years. <laughs> like, yeah, it, there's a lot there.
1: You could do, um, you know, at least half an episode with uh, the quest and like Scarface, yeah, and talk about that or uh, Clayface, um, uh, and you could do a, a bit about just the tone of the show, and um, yeah, so I'm actually really scared about
0: that. Um, <laughs> so I could easily. Who knows? It may be a three parter
1: easily be like a 13 parter um <laughs> i'm just thinking about some of my favorite episodes and just how much bullshit i could come up with um it's really it's really scary i'm really scared
0: <laughs> well yeah we can we can come up with that that later but uh yeah so that's, maybe we that's... could do like
1: our favorite two episodes or something <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Two, just two just shut up, man. That seems doable. Just like, two. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. What do I yeah. have here? Because I've, I've already taken notes. Let's see. I bet you have, you bastard. I got twenty.
1: Yeah, I bet you do.
0: I've like
1: think about that. Think about so that, though. Good. We start talking about one of those episodes. How does that not go on for fifteen minutes?
0: Okay, well, so we'll make it a a fucking five-parter. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So, and then after that, we're going to do Legion,
0: because I just insist. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I do have it on a, on a, uh, on the line with some other things we've discussed. So, yeah.
1: It's, it's the line, Zach. Okay. I'm tired of talking around it. (laughs) I'm ready to rip, rip this, uh, Consensually rip this one's panties off.
0: I'm just going for it.
1: <laughs> Such a good show. Um, um, I rewatched. Um,
0: oh, we should do X Men: The Animated Series. I think. Well, we have we that. We have that yeah, on, the it's schedule. on the list. But I think we should do that before Legion. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: No, I don't think we should do it before. You're trying to just delay the inevitable. I'm ready. I'm ready for. Uh... I was watching. Um... What is it? Uh... What's that Netflix one? Uh, the Eurovision movie. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you know the Eurovision movie. You've seen it, the Will Ferrell one. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and it's got the uh, the main ac- actor from Legion. And so I just thought about, it. oh man, I want to watch Legion
0: one and two again.
1: <laughs> Those seasons so good. Um, so yeah.
0: Okay, well, we'll um, see you guys next time. And, uh, God, i got to figure out a way to end these, like, 150 episodes in. Huh? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, see you guys later.